full-length motion pictures exist, two men have the power to navigate their stories. Join Jeff and Michael as they attempt to recall some of their favorite movie memories. Hello and welcome back to uh, Movie Memories, but this isn't your typical episode. We uh, come into a close, I think, on this first round of episodes, trying to remember movies from memory. And if you've been listening to us since the beginning, you know, you, you really don't know who we are. And maybe you're starting to piece it together with your own opinions. But we thought, hey, why don't we take the time? Let's introduce each other and introduce ourselves to you. So that's what we're going to do here. Okay. With that being said, I am, of course, uh, one of your hosts. My name is Michael Knorr. And alongside me, as always, is the co-host. Jeff. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, so we met a long time ago. And it would take me forever to actually try to pinpoint the number of years. But it's at least been 12 years now, I think. Um, But Uh, a long long time ago. Maybe 10 years. I feel like uh, 10 years feels more. Yeah. Maybe 10 years. I think 2012, 2013. Yeah. Because I've been here uh, in Nashville, spoiler alert, um, but I've been here in Nashville for almost six years. It will be in this coming March. And then before that, um, I was at that previous job in Knoxville for Mm -hmm. five and a half years. Yeah. Yeah. It's been 10 years. Yeah. Because I want to say it was 2012 when I met you. Oh, was it 2012? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. September. Yeah, we should have done a, a 10-year anniversary date. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's where we met, and uh, we bonded over things like realizing we were both fans of uh, Eddie Izzard, which is yeah, yeah. its not to say that he's not a superstar around the world, but it seemed like it was a rarity to find somebody that could recognize a quote from one of his stand-ups. And, and it's I, like, oh. I'm still not person. sure who who said it first. No. I keep thinking about it because I feel like we were in we were in separate aisles or whatever at work, yeah. and I I don't remember if I said something. Well, you you responded or like yeah. I responded to you. I can't remember it either. It was definitely and, a quote from Eddie Izzard. And it's funny there was someone else that we worked with. Um, I won't say her last name, but you remember Miranda. It was also similar event where we bonded over an Eddie Izzard quote and had no idea. And all of a sudden we were friends. You know, I feel yeah. like it's niche enough. Like if you it know is. that they have that sense of humor, it's like, eh, we could be friends. I'm sure yes. we can get along. Yeah. It's a, he's a test. He's definitely the kind of comedian you show to certain people. We're like, Oh, do you like this guy? Yeah. Yeah. We could, we could be friends. Cause if not, get the hell yeah. out of here. Yeah. <laughs> if you can't find that type of humor, funny, hilarious. Yeah. Then you gotta go. and since then you know we obviously we found out we had uh, so much more in common um similar upbringing similar family dynamics and love for movies and like i said it was similar uh senses of humor so it was it was natural that we both decided at some point that with that love of movies similar upbringing social environment that we would want to make some short videos and sketches together and oh, do yeah. that type short of stuff. If anyone uh, is interested, <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're rough. It was like our first uh, official outing and trying to film some stuff together. We even, I think, filmed another episode of something 
Do you remember in that park over in Knoxville, Concord Park? We did a couple um, of the imaginary weapons or imaginary guns. Oh, we, we tried to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we never, yeah, I remember com- doing we never that. completed it, but no. if we did, I feel like that would have been the... I, I remember even like thinking about music to add to it. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Effects and like thinking of different ways of doing it. Yeah, I remember doing it, that. It would be worth revisiting that idea because I, I think it was pretty perfect. But anyway, so no one steals it. Not going to go too much into it. <laughs> uh, but if you guys are interested, go look up Redbeard United um, as we both have these yeah. mixed red beards. Um yeah, Red Beard Night on YouTube, and there's a few sketches on there you might enjoy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that kind of, uh, you know, I moved away to Nashville for an old relationship and work, and yep. it kind of created the great divide between being able to continue doing that. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but that worst. eventually led us to this, where we yeah, said, hey, yeah. we got to figure out, we talked about it at I mean, multiple times we were like, how do we do projects together remotely? We, like, We tried. But yeah. Like it, it could have happened had I been a little more uh, tenacious with it, I guess. Yeah, um, I do remember us talking about this, like trying to do a video series back and forth to each other. Yeah. 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 We tried, we tried that one, uh, that one little short that kind of explained how we were going to do it yeah. like from two different cities. Right, right. <laughs> we just never we just never put it together <laughs> yeah and i mean everyone can relate to this but you know life gets in the way time oh, slips yeah. away from you things happen and you get lazy and i mean it's not to say that any of that is wrong or inexcusable but it's just the way it happened but then the, way the cookie crumbled uh i tried my hand at a podcast once and i was like it didn't quite work out, but there was something about it that just stood out to me. Like, you know, this is like achievable and it's even achievable remotely. So Mm -hmm. we said, Hey, why don't we try and do a podcast together? And maybe you remember because now I can't what our original (laughs) idea was. It was just, I'm pretty sure it was just talking about some of our favorite movies. Um, because I, I still remember the first movie we were going to do. No, and I don't. <laughs> you don't? Oh, no, yeah, we so, were... Like, once we started this, like, all of that little bit, besides the moment in which we were like, Eureka, we've got it. Like, <laughs> everything around right before then was just kind of like a blur. And I don't know if it's because, like, I got inundated with such creative flow into this new we, idea where I was just, I graded yeah. it all out. We, uh, we were going to do Princess Bride. Oh, uh, and... yeah. Yeah, 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 and the approach. I feel like our approaches were slightly different, but you you were more about the how we felt about the movie and like right like how we oh, remembered it. Yes, and I I guess a part of me wanted to talk about like uh, you know specific details like the director, actors, and all that yeah. jazz and how the movie was made. Inconceivable, right? And mm-hmm. I think I remember listening to another podcast that did it. And I was saying, this is a monumental task because so many people do the same thing. Yeah. Like they just talk right. about movies, they criticize it. And then I think I mentioned that to you and you were the one that came up with the idea of trying to remember the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it was yeah. it like, and it's funny, we were literally poised to hit record to start. 
Yeah, we were. The episode thinking like, oh, yeah, let's go ahead. I mean, we're going to do this. We talked about it. We picked our subject. We kind of worked out the kinks. And as we were talking through it, preparing to hit record, it was just an all of a sudden uh, um, creative or not a creative, a moment of inspiration that, yeah, just said like, what if we tried to recall the movie from memory? Yeah. Yeah. Try to figure it out, discuss it, help each other along, you know, talk about our favorite parts and it just clicked. Um, yeah, it did. But we so that's an original do... idea. If anybody's yeah. listening, <laughs> we, we looked around, we're like, I can't find <laughs> has, anything. Has anyone done this? Yeah. Yeah. There's other people that have uh, not done the same thing, but had some like similar names and right. stuff like that, that we were like, well, we got to make sure that we, we're not doing something that isn't new so that we don't just fall by the wayside. And luckily, yeah, I feel like we struck gold, whether or not we have the listenership mm-hmm. now, but, feel like we had a good idea yeah and that was funny because we were we were about to do princess bride and in my head i was like well i just watched this so we can't do yeah. this movie <laughs> right yeah yeah and so we're like okay let's figure this out let's talk about it some more let's postpone and then decide to uh do this and we came up with a yeah. few rules mm-hmm. we each challenge each other i either challenge jeff he challenges me as you may have already listened to these episodes and and there's no cheating right nope. so even if you somehow figure out the movie ahead of time, you're not allowed to go rewatch it and prep nope. yourself for an episode. You just have to wait for what they're going to present to you as the challenge and try to guess the movie and then yeah. eventually make your way through it. That is that is definitely one of the most fun parts, I think. Yeah. It's just like, oh, this? Oh. <laughs> yeah. It, it makes every episode fresh and unpredictable. And even though that means that there's a lot of most of these episodes are – hundred percent ad lib, right? They're all yeah, yep. off the cuff, but that's part of the genuine nature of the idea in this podcast is lots that, of, lots of dead space of us trying to remember yes. the yeah. scenes. And there's quite a bit of editing, editing going on behind. <laughs> yeah. well, we're behind getting better and yet. better at it. And hopefully through the last half of these episodes, people realize that, but um, having that genuine, unknown frontier to step out onto while trying to do these episodes means that if you listeners listening along, you can put yourself in our shoes, trying to remember the movie yourself while you're listening in the car and your commute or whatever the case is and see if you can do any better than us or worse and realize, (laughs) Hey, I haven't watched this movie in forever. I need to go watch it. This sounds awesome. Yeah. 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 So what stuck out to you most, like when we were talking about the idea of the podcast, what kind of like made you go like, oh yeah, this is the direction we need to go. I mean, a lot of it was the simple truth that not, I haven't heard of anyone else that had done this before. So I was like, I was like, okay, so this is a new idea. Yeah. And I really wasn't sure if it would work or if anyone would like bother to listen to it. But I definitely enjoy doing it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. That, it made me also realize, uh, you know, what I couldn't remember from yeah. movies and what movies are more memorable than others, at least from my point of view. Right. Like, I think that, that's uh, what stuck out to me too. Like after we talked about it, and then rounded out the idea more and we had a a game plan on how this could be achievable. That's what kind of 
staying on the forefront of my mind is like, I may not know the movies as well as I thought I did. And so yeah. it's going to be really fun just kind of like reliving these movies that maybe I've seen once or maybe I've seen a dozen times and I might get through the one that I've seen once pretty well. And I might suck at the one I've seen a dozen times. Yeah, yeah. it's true. Even episode one. I mean, I challenged you to predator and you did pretty well at it, but, uh, trying to think back on a movie like that where I have seen it a dozen times, but still it was not right. easy. It wasn't right. easy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm only starting a to, couple episodes have been easy. I'm starting to realize what movies I tend to be worse at. I feel like I'm not as good at remembering, uh, comedies for whatever reason. I just can't yeah. put them together in my mind as well as like other, other movies. I don't know. I, I think maybe with comedies, it's, the bits in between your favorite funny parts tend to get pushed Lost. out of your memory. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Like you really hone in on, I want to remember this quote or remember this joke. And yeah. so I repeat it a million times with my friends, but then I don't remember the bits in between and you kind of need to, to get through the movie. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So what have you learned so far from doing a podcast just in general jumping into this new world which you know it's <laughs> learning all this for the first time uh the level of frustration when things don't work yeah. <laughs> i can say that yeah um especially with uh what we're doing trying to like remember movies it's not something that can be predetermined like we don't have a script we're reading from when we're right. doing the podcast so if nothing works at the beginning and you record it then that's it. It's kind of like a documentary. If yeah. You don't get it the first time. Like, yeah. well, you can't redo it and act like you right. didn't <laughs> already record once. And, and for this podcast to work, I mean, ours specifically, but it has to have that genuine feel of, I'm trying to remember this movie for the first time live on air, essentially, right. though, you know, even though we're recording, but because if we went back and re-recorded, an episode because we realized it didn't go so well, it wouldn't feel that way. Nope. Like as, as much as we would try to mimic off the cuff discussions about it, it, I think it would come across. People would realize, uh, this doesn't oh, yeah. seem like he's really trying to remember the movie. Yeah. yeah. If there've been some occasions, I'm sure people might, recognize it when they listen to an episode where it's like oh this could be done better or like right. the audio quality is not as good or what have you but you know yeah it, it would be the same about, yeah since we were recording these live essentially it was it took to about episode six really for us to hit our kind of stride i think that was hook mm -hmm. where we finally started dialing in our audio dialing in the pace getting a routine on transitions and uh, mm -hmm. yeah, it took us at least six episodes before we started feeling comfortable and probably at least 10 episodes before we started. Like this became a little more second nature and much more relaxed yeah. of an environment. I, I think it was even after TMNT, I finally got a new mic. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so my, my quality might be a little better now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as far as editing and just putting everything together afterward, yeah, it was it was definitely after episode six, I think. 
yeah, most episodes now we can, at least in my experience, the last handful, five, six episodes, it's been like, uh, yeah, we can, we can edit pretty quickly, know exactly mm-hmm. what settings we need to throw on there. Cause we're able to dial again, dial everything in and every five episodes, knock on wood, as of right now, every five episodes, we're bringing on a special guest. That was just something that we knew we were going to do probably from the beginning as we just thought about the dynamics of how this podcast is going to go yep. and then bringing in an application has been a little bit of a struggle, but every one of those episodes have proven themselves to be very fun. So it's going to be a thing. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> All right. So, uh, as far as movies go, do you think that, like uh, growing up was movie watching more a family affair or a social affair? Like do you are more of your better memories with family or with friends? In the early parts, and maybe this is true for a lot of people in the early years, like maybe elementary, middle school uh, age, uh, it was more of a family affair because I grew up with parents who loved movies and luckily grew up in an environment that, um, you know, they were still able to get blank tapes to record HBO. I think we talked about this a little bit. <laughs> yeah, so they we, had a yeah. little catalog of recorded movies and, same, same. you know, some movies that they could uh, buy. And and so we didn't go to the theater very often. I do remember that. It was every once in a while, but we did have movie nights. So it would be a same. thing with the family. Most like, I think, Friday nights, we would throw on at least one movie that let us have a Coke, sit down, and we'd all... <laughs> enjoy something um and so early on yeah it was definitely family and then later on as i guess and like said so this might be true for a lot of people but you gain a little more independence you know Mm -hmm. you have more time to be able to step away from being with the family you could go to movies alone you could do this and so i watched the most movies through high school and uh in early years of college like in a theater you know right that was like seeing every movie that was coming out type thing. Yeah. 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 Same, I had a very, very similar upbringing right. to you. I, my parents had the same thing, the catalog of movies. I remember flipping through it to try and find them, yeah. like find the good one. And yeah, exactly. It's like, it oh, where is numbered it? And it had like three movies or two movies yeah, on you, each you, one. You push yeah. in the VHS. It's already halfway through it. You got to rewind yeah. it. And yep. Depending on how often you watch it, you got to get the tracking, right? The yep. VHS. Yep. Um, but, Definitely early on, it was family, and we watched a ton of Mel Brooks and, yeah, um, like Airplane and all of that, all of the comedies, right? Early, and then I want to say when I was uh, late elementary, early middle school is when you know a lot of my friends they were all into like oh, we gotta watch this movie without our parents knowing, you know, like the yeah, R-rated yeah. stuff and yep. all the action films. It's like, yeah, we gotta watch it. And they'll never right. find out, right? That was that was a lot of it up until uh, I guess high school. I moved I moved here late middle school, early high school, and watched some stuff at theaters with my parents with some friends, and then in college years, I really started to. I guess, decide what movies I really liked. Right. It wasn't until then. Yeah. 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 Uh, Definitely the influence of, uh, 
what type of movies that my my parents were into, and mm-hmm. luckily uh, my parents were nerds. So right, same. <laughs> um, I mean, like we we watched they so they would be into basically every movie type um, around, but in particular they loved comedies and they liked sci-fi so they were both they were both trekkies and they like star wars and um so it just like opened the door for if you didn't have someone in your family that liked that then they wouldn't choose that as the movie to watch and maybe i wouldn't have turned out the way i did and, and started to like those types of things so i was pretty lucky and most of my rest of my family my three sisters they're their nerd level may not be on the same uh, tier as uh-huh. mine, but it's pretty close for the most part. They all enjoy the same type of stuff. They're all right. huge Harry Potter fans and stuff like yeah. that. Lord of the Rings and um, and they all have good sense of humor. And my parents have good sense of humor, so we were just lucky to watch those types of movies. And you, yeah. you were lucky. I say lucky because when I first was getting into working um, at the at a young age. Um, I never ventured out to work at a theater because <laughs> yeah, I had I always heard that it sucked, that it like <laughs> was just grueling and you didn't get paid much and covered I mean, in popcorn butter all the time. And that's stuff all like true, that. but I, I don't know yeah. if I would say it was grueling. It was probably the easiest, easiest job I ever had. Yeah. Um, but it was definitely the most fun. Yeah. Plus uh, to, the yeah. movies. Yeah, you get to see yeah. everything. <laughs> exactly. Like, I wish I had, I guess maybe the right word is maybe, I wish I had the courage that when I was in retail early on in my life that I had decided, you know, I love movies. Why don't I go work at a theater so I can watch movies? <laughs> but, you know, yeah. I was the type that I didn't bounce around jobs a lot. It was, oh, I, I, I stuck with one. Yeah, I was there for five years and then I was stuck with it again and stuck with it again. So I wouldn't have yeah. quit to go there. I was very much the same. I think yeah. I was even worse than you. I well, you were at, I was know, at a theater for a while Regal for like seven years. I was there for yeah. too long, but that was a problem. Like I loved movies so much. I didn't want to yeah. uh, like venture out. And then I finally did. And that's how I met you. Yeah. I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad that you uh, worked at the theater at least for that time period because i remember us going to watch movies numerous times where it's like oh yeah might be able to grab us some tickets (laughs) (laughs) yeah there was a there was a golden a golden period like right after i quit where there were still some people i knew there right still grab some tickets but yep yeah yeah for Um, sure that didn't last forever but still it was pretty great yeah So what made you uh, interested in film? Like, I know we, we talked about what we did as far as watching movies, but, you know, yeah. there are people out there that watch movies and are, are interested in right, you know, right. making of or whatever. I think it was it was kind of a combination of the types of movies that I saw, um, seeing how much my parents loved them. Um, because they weren't ones to like just sit around and like talk about it and say like, Oh, you see how the director did this. But the fact that they wanted to watch movies all the time and even beyond like the movie nights, you know, if it was the weekend and it was chores time, you know, my dad would be like, you want to put on like Indiana Jones and 
let it play yeah. while we, you know, you guys do your chores. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it's like that type of love where instead of putting on music in the background, it's, I want to, I want a movie on. Right. And so I think there's a little bit of that. And then a little bit of coming to become friends with some of the people that I, I mean, been friends with for a long time, you included that had those similar interests and suddenly we were talking about movies in a much more critical way. Like, Oh, yeah. I love this movie. I love the way it's shot. I love this and learning the directors. So I think it came very naturally. There was an event. Like I hear a lot of people that work in the industry that say like, I watched this movie and it changed my life. I didn't have that like epiphany yeah, moment, either. but I did have, it was a building process to eventually where I love them so much that, I have no choice but to learn who made it and how did they make it and w what affects a the decisions a director makes and the way they shoot a movie and how it affects the audience. All yeah. that, all of that became super fascinating to me. I want to say for me, uh, initially, uh, behind the scenes on HBO. I don't know if you ever watched that. Like, they, oh, they yes. would show, yeah. Like before the movie would either play or after the movie would play, they would, it would show be like a behind the scenes fifteen-minute thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that combined with uh, whenever we would watch movies, my dad would usually like if some actor came on the screen, he would turn to us and be like, "Who's that?" And yeah. he would actually like quiz us and I'd be like, oh yeah, it's that guy. It's like, yeah, yeah. But who is it? Yeah. What's <laughs> like, his name? Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember what else he was in? <laughs> It'd be Wrong. someone like I'll in makeup. Your room. <laughs> like, yeah, like you're, you're out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Find a new family. No. You're a son of um, mine. <laughs> but there was a lot of that. It was it was fun to recognize people and their work that they put yeah. in and the different directors and whatnot. Um I had another thought and it completely went away. I mean, um, we used to do that. They wouldn't ask like the actor's name, but it would be like, we'd be watching a movie and they go, and it wouldn't be like a question pointed to us. It would just be a question to the room. Like, Oh, where's that guy from? What? I know I've seen him in another movie. It's, I mean, like everyone does now, <laughs> but they would, anybody in the room, any of the family would just like throw that up in the air for somebody to be like, it's this. And yeah, know, yeah. yeah, it was always fun, like realizing, getting more into that world. It, it was more fun when my dad would do that. And my mom would argue with him about something in the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, as far as filmmaking, I, that didn't really come until later. But uh, yeah. behind the scenes for sure was part of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, the filmmaking aspect didn't kind of hit me until I got my hands on a camera and it wasn't even a, you know, mm -hmm. to record. It was, you know, for photography. I started out loving photography a long time ago. And and as soon as I got my hands on my own, my own point and shoot, which was literally, you know, like a two by three box silver, I think it was like Sanyo or something like that uh -huh. um, point and shoot, but it could also record video. And so once I could could have the control in my hands where I get to pick the pictures I take. I get to pick the movie or what I, the, what I want to record. Then I got real interested in how do I want to shoot it? What's the best angle? This right. and that. And, and realizing, Oh yeah, I know these things because of the movies I watched. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I never got uh, into photography. Like as far as the movie making 
aspects. I started with a a mini DV like camcorder. It's really yeah. small, really terrible audio quality when it recorded audio. Yep. It was like less than SD whenever I recorded on it. Uh, but that and movie Windows Movie Maker are the two yep. things. <laughs> I used so there's this project we did a long time ago um with the other the you know the Knoxville crew like Smitty Sneed and um a couple others on that Sanyo we had this idea where we'd do a uh crocodile hunter style video but everyone at the time except for myself had like a four by four vehicle right so there were like two Jeep Wranglers uh a Jeep Grand Cherokee a Jeep Cherokee and then one other person had like a a truck like a, a Chevy S10 and so we had this idea it'd be the wild four by fours where you'd have a, you'd have a, ho- a host essentially doing a nature show about why four by fours in the wild. And there was this small little place off Oak Ridge highway volunteer landing that had this like off-roading trail right next to it. And so we went out there and we did four or five episodes. I feel like I've shown you this, but maybe I haven't. Maybe. I if, you, if anybody's interested, go look up the wild four by fours on YouTube. Was we it did like, did, uh, Smitty have those videos? Did he upload them? I did, and I uploaded them on an old channel of mine. Okay. Um, that's just laying dormant. Maybe. I don't have to you log into it or anything. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, if I, I have the videos, I'm pretty sure, or maybe, but I use Movie Maker to edit them. Right, and they right. were, I didn't know enough about editing, so we basically had to do kind of as much as we could in one takes. <laughs> um, so if it didn't work we're just like all right everyone reset and let's rerun and through it oh my god you should look wonder. them up like yeah i approach a i approach a jeep that's taking a drink from a watering hole Stop. and <laughs> it gets spooked and we go chasing after it yeah you should, you should look it up oh it, was, my god. it was pretty hilarious but it was all shot on this dinky 640 uh p point and shoot <laughs> we uh I started doing little shorts. I think it was the summer after high school ended. And uh, I, made, I made them with my friend James. We did a couple shorts here and there. It was more like, uh, what can we do? Like, we just connected scenes together after the fact, usually. That's how we started. And then we finally just started doing random little sketches that made no sense whatsoever. If you went back and watched them, you'd be like, what is this? And I couldn't tell you, but they were fun as hell to do. (laughs) Yeah. And then I want to say in college, I tried my hand at writing a screenplay, which is one of the hardest things I've ever done. And it was terrible. I didn't even finish it, but we did try to make like, uh, we tried to film some scenes from it and those are on my old channel. Um, that was fun. And it did teach me a lot about all the relationships between the screenplay filming yeah. and editing, editing, especially. But I like the aspects of the filmmaking that I enjoy the most. Once I realized I was into it and, you know, kind of you and I, once we realized how much we wanted to make it happen and we loved like filmmaking and we wanted to get more into it. And so we decided to do projects together Mm-hmm. Um, I hate editing. <laughs> like, I, I, <laughs> I enjoy it more now because I've gotten so much better at it, but I knew so little and you knew so much more. So you were always the one sitting in front of the computer 
and letting you handle all the controls while we edited together. But um, I enjoy writing. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I like putting it on paper and writing the lines and figuring out the screenplay. And I like storyboarding. Um, I like those aspects of the filmmaking. So, I mean, that, I know that stems more into the actual director side of it, but um, yeah, editing, even though every good director needs to be a great editor. Um, that was one of those things where you, you put it together, like, uh, like uh, puzzles, like you just put it all together. It makes a story. That's what I loved about editing. Right. And a lot of it, I mean, a lot of it had to do with money, you know, back when, when yeah. I got that camera, I didn't have a good camera, so I couldn't focus on cinematography yep. or anything like that or lighting. Cause you know, you get what you get. Oh with yeah. That. No. And everything was autofocus, blah, blah, blah. And I didn't get my hands on a good camera until 2014 or 15. I think they actually had interchangeable lenses. And even that one was terrible looking back. But right. So initially it was editing that I liked the most. And then I more recently am more into cinematography. I have a greater appreciation for it now. And I even do remember sitting and editing on your laptop and the joys of how how (laughs) horrible that process was. That was a terrible process. (laughs) Yeah. Like if there's a piece of advice for anybody out there wanting to stitch together (laughs) and create their own uh, videos and movies. I mean, now it's so much more, I feel like so much more accessible um, yes, it is. than it was, but yeah, make sure you got a uh, computer that can, that can handle it. They handle all the HD footage we had. Yeah. Yeah. We had to downgrade all the footage first, right. edit it that way and then upgrade it. So it was like all offline editing, I think. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We had to like manually link those, the clips to make sure that they don't yep. move so that we man- yeah, edit offline. Cause if we tried to play it, they would crash. And, yeah. Yeah. It was but bad. I remember there were, you know, key moments. I don't exactly remember the shots, but I remember the joy of editing was when something lined up just ever so perfectly that it really just sold yes. what you had in your head. So yeah. I get the puzzle piece part of it. I had, I had the shot in my head. I know how it wanted, I want it to look. And then every once in a while you'd get a perfect cut that just yeah. lined up perfect with the sound effect or whatever. And you're like, Oh, that's that's choice like yeah that's that's what this is all about and it looks and sounds great exactly so i do enjoy that still Um, i can say with some confidence that like when i started this i thought that i would be okay with directing and doing all that but then after having done it with people i didn't even know uh that's one of those things that you should be you should be very well versed in most everything if you want yeah. to do that well. <laughs> yeah. Cause I remember there was one thing that just kind of got away from me. We tried a, a competition once and I, I didn't know what I was doing. And like everyone else that was with me, they had a strengths in certain areas. There's one guy who was good at like actually like using a camera. Yeah. There was another guy I knew who had experience actually like doing it with like a, a film crew. And then we had uh, two or three people that were good at writing and no one got along in any way, shape or form. Yeah. And they would like turn to me like, okay, what are we doing? We're like, I got, you guys are all arguing. I can't even t- <laughs> tell you what yeah. <laughs> like, we should be doing. We're screwed. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so 
like if i if i knew what i knew now back then i, I could do better but yeah. i don't i still don't think i could do as well yeah but no. that is one thing people don't really think about yeah if you i early on before i knew anything about filmmaking films yeah i just kind of you hear the word director and you're like oh they're, they made the movie um i mean yeah there but essentially that just means they're the manager yeah, you're the manager really of the it. movie like you mm -hmm. problem solve you direct people to do their jobs um to execute what you think should happen for a movie you know your cinematographer sets up the actual cinematography and sound yep. and and editing and so you do have to know all those things because all problems come to you yep. right ultimately for you to fix so if you don't know how to fix it then you can't be a, a good director. Yeah, and other other people want to fix it for you, or yeah, yeah, what have you. And yep, that's another point I want to come to is like, uh, if you're low budget, low budget filmmaking is something that will only ever work if everyone agrees. Because if they don't agree, they're not going to follow you, and then it's not going to get made. Like, yeah, I, there's no incentive. <laughs> there's right. no incentive at all. There's no money. So why would we keep you know working yeah. on this project? Blah blah blah. I've I've been in like three or four like projects that just never got off the ground because everyone yeah. just stopped hanging out to talk about it. Yeah. It's frustrating. It is. It is. Yeah. So since we're talking about directing movies and stuff like that, <laughs> do you have any, especially now that we've gone through some movies, maybe we haven't watched in a while. Do you have any uh, directors that kind of an actors, maybe cinematographers that kind of stick out in your brains as, Mo major motivations or ones that maybe you go back to all the time uh i tend to i will say i mean like it's so cliche to hear spielberg yeah. brought up a yeah. lot but he is i yeah. mean he is one of the greatest directors simply because he's made so many different kinds of movies yeah and they're all pretty great i mean him um james cameron same thought um yeah <laughs> At least early on in the 90s yes. and 80s. Yeah. Uh, Christopher Nolan is pretty great too, of course. Now, more specifically, my my director choices change all the time. Right. But those three, like, I, those are easy to remember and think about. But I could, like, watch a movie and be like, wow, I really want to watch all the other movies this guy did. Yeah. You know right. what I'm saying? That's the kind of interest I I keep track of. It's like, oh, this cinematographer is good. This director is good. I want to see what other stuff they have or what they've done. Yeah. Yeah, I think of it very similarly because yeah. early, like I said, whenever you first like are just falling in love with movies and it may be just because of the time we were born in and raised in the right. movies we were watching at the time. But I mean, like it's – I. It might be a cliche, but like I said, he's one of the greatest of all time for a reason. But yeah, Spielberg, you know, just made movies when movies exploded. Mm -hmm. um, blockbusters were being created and all this stuff. And more and more people were watching film and um, Spielberg, uh, Stanley Kubrick. I always go back to. Um, and then, yeah, I like Chris Nolan as well. But exactly like you now that my palette has been developed oh, yeah. a little bit more <laughs> i do pay attention to it where i'll watch a movie i'm like 
oh, I love the way that looked, sounded, yeah. everything. It's like, now I, what else has this person done? And sometimes it's like real obvious, even if I didn't catch the director before I watched the movie and I start to watching like, oh, I bet this is so-and-so. This familiar. And, yeah. Yeah. And then you go and yeah, you're like, yeah. oh yeah, it is him. And um, can't wait for more stuff to do. I was like here recently, uh, Dennis Villeneuve. Vill- uh, yes. Villeneuve. Yeah. Yeah. Like oof, he, he's making some good movies. He's, he's for sure. great. Yeah. Yeah. And we just watched to that point. Uh, we just watched that movie uh, Prisoners. Uh-huh. Which I had seen before, but only like once. And I was like, it just came into my head as Lish and I were trying to think of a movie to watch. And I was like, I bet she'd like that movie. Like it's intense. It's mystery. This this really uh, brings it full circle with our podcast, Movie Memories, because, you know, you said you saw it one time. Yeah. And then you think you want to see it again, but you also want someone else to watch it with you. Yeah. Because you want to see it through their eyes and be like, did I remember it the way I thought I did? Yeah, I did. It's good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's great it's, acting and everything, but that's a Dennis uh, Villeneuve. Villeneuve, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I didn't know. That's the thing. Like, I watched it, and then we got to the end, and it said the director. And I was like, oh. He was like, hey, oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, yeah. And you could tell it's a lot of uh, long, uh, static shots, and everything is very mood-driven. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I like him, and he's – He's made some really good movies here recently, and so he he's going to be around for a while. He lucked yep. out with a couple. I wouldn't say lucked out. Obviously, he did the work, but he's got some big movies um, now underneath his belt. Yeah. As far yeah. as actors go, it just changes. <laughs> it does. Yeah, it, it does. changes so often. There are some I, actors that are just so consistent where you do enjoy them in every single role they're in. Like I, I do like Christian Bale across almost everything. I never get, I never really get annoyed with him, and I think he's just good. Yeah. And so I'll watch I'll watch a Christian Bale movie, even if it doesn't seem like I might be totally interested in the movie. Whereas I might not have the motivation to watch some other actor's movie if the movie looks like junk. There, when I was uh, growing up, there were some actors uh, that were just so popular, and I remember watching them like I don't get it, and yeah. then they would come out with a movie and they're in it and then suddenly it clicked and be like, okay, I'll watch you if you continue to do it that way. Right. Right. <laughs> like a one, one good example is Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio. Like everyone loved him. Yeah. Everyone loved Leo. And I just didn't <laughs> yeah. for the longest time. What movie was it that it clicked? Uh, I wonder if it's the same one for me. Probably not. I mean, it was probably, it started in Gangs of New York, uh, but it wasn't exactly the film that switched me either. And the next one that I can remember was Blood Diamond and Departed. Those oh, were the yeah. two where I was just like, all right, okay, I'll watch yeah. you more. I did but, not watch Catch Me If You Can. I still haven't seen it. What? Yeah. And <laughs> that's a Spielberg movie. I know it is. And it's know. very, that's a really good example of a Spielberg movie. The way know. it's shot, but he's he's smart like it's the spielberg style makes for a good movie he he is one where camera placement um the cinematography like it does work and so he knows what he's doing but anyway yeah catch me if you can you should go watch that for sure but I, i think for me yeah it was it was the same thing it was the departed 
kind of made the transition where I used to not like Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, but then I, I saw him and then I was like, it's not the normal Leo and it's pretty <laughs> right. good. Like, yeah, it's and pretty plus good. it's an intense, good twisty movie anyway. Yeah. Um, there's always after that. that. It was uh, shutter Island. Oh really? Yeah. That I shutter liked Island. them in. Yeah. That was pretty good. It was pretty good. But that's always a, uh, like a thing in pop culture, uh, like media. They're always talking about up and coming actors and actresses. And yeah, it's so there's always like, I don't know. Even, I can think of one more recently, like uh, the lead in uh, Dune. Yeah, Timothy Chalamet. Or yeah, Shalo- yeah. Chalamet. 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 Yeah. I think it's Chalamet. Yeah, he, uh, it's really funny. You were saying like upcoming actors. I'm like, I was literally about to say his name. Say his name. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like, yeah, he's kind of exploded onto the scene, gotten a bunch of roles, and people rave about him. And actually, like, yeah, I do like him. Like, he has good yeah, presence yeah. on the screen. Yeah. He's not like an imposing figure, but when he's on there, he makes himself imposing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, I can't really think of anything before Dune. I haven't I haven't watched some of his other stuff, but there, that's this, just one uh, example. He did this next Netflix movie, which I mean, it's not like a massive. Is it uh, Call Me by but, Your Name or No, The King? Um, oh, can't remember which king he plays, yeah. but it's got Robert Pattinson. Yeah, I want to see that um, playing opposite of. That's him. another example, Robert Pattinson. Yeah, that was another one that I did not enjoy starting out, but then the more and more, I was like, you know what, he's he's good to watch on film. He like, really is. Yeah, he is. What's yeah, really the, funny to me is that uh, uh, Tenet. He's in Tenet, and Tenet's so convoluted. Yeah. And my opinion of it is just like, I don't Yeah. I'm probably not going to watch this again. I, and I still haven't. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I did actually like him a lot in that movie. I, I don't know if you felt the same way, but I'm, I mean, I thought he was just like, it's just him. It, like you said, like there's just, it's so convoluted that I feel like nobody was that memorable because the source material was so rough to get through that any, any sort of contribution they had or had to the role meant nothing because you couldn't understand anything about the movie. <laughs> you couldn't hear anything in the movie. The audio mixing was so horrible. And anyway, if, yeah, we if they had that. made, if they had extended his character and like made a movie about him, I would have liked it more. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Um, and but, I like uh, his name, uh, John David Washington, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's he's good too, but not in that movie he was so bland. Yeah, I don't know because the character and the way it was written. Yeah, it was everything yeah. was delivered, and yeah, you spend half the movie just trying to keep up with what's going on yep. that you Turning don't even get to enjoy what's on the screen. Captions. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we talked about how much we like movies, where they came from, and so do you think your environment, like where you were at the time when you first got into movies influenced how you chose what you enjoyed or um, what you wanted to watch. So I, th- I think about this sometimes, uh, like, you know, people that always see movies about New York or big cities. Yeah. And then you see movies about like, like rural farmland. Or, yeah. Like, I don't nowhere. know why this sticks out in my mind so much. But there are some movies that I just won't watch because of that. Like, uh, 
it's not a movie, but the TV show Breaking Bad. For some yeah. reason, I didn't want to watch that because of the the arid the desert. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I was like, this just feels dry. I don't want to see this. <laughs> that's, that's a poor choice, at least for that show. I know it's so good. <laughs> yeah, it is really good, and I finally yeah. did watch it. And so it was a really stupid reason yeah. not to watch anything. But I think about that sometimes. Like people love New York, and do you think yeah. that is because of the movies that were made there, or like? I think about that sometimes because I'm originally from a small town. Right. And I loved movies that were in like a, a city setting when I was yeah. younger, especially. Yeah. I and I think it so. influenced what I watched uh back then, like sci-fi fantasy. I loved watching that because, yeah. you know, like I said, small town. Right. No, I I think I I mean I agree. I think and I think that does have something to do with it because I had the same feelings where because of where you grew up, you see something like a big city and suddenly you're enamored with it because of I've never right. experienced anything like that. And it's laid right. out in front of me with all these twists and turns. And yeah, no, I, I agree. If I had grown up in the middle of New York, movies about New York may not have seemed so glamorous. <laughs> Because mm-hmm. they're like, I know the real New York or this or that. Yeah. So you might get annoyed with it because it's yeah. not living up to what you know about it the thought of being on a farm in the middle in the midwest with an alien (laughs) invasion happening and (laughs) seems much more alluring like oh yeah like that quiet life in the middle of nowhere compared to this yeah i don't know i it definitely i have thought that as well but it definitely i can't say whether or not it actually physically influenced whether or not i skipped out on a movie or a show because I think um, because also uh, when I started going to college is when I first really started getting into foreign films. Because mm. like I I had no way of watching them before. I guess yeah. HBO didn't. They I can't remember the first foreign film I I ever saw on that. Um, but I my first one was at the theater downtown West. You know yeah. Um, but yeah, that's another thing. Like we live in America and foreign films aren't that popular, but they're getting more popular. So you got to have some, a theater around that's willing to show them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that, yeah, that downtown West one, the, or the one that's that smaller one that used to put those on. Yeah. Art house. Yeah. Uh, Thinking about that. uh, What do you notice most when you first watch a movie? I think for me, it's the music. Really? Yeah. Like when I'm watching a movie and it's either the music or or lack thereof, like how the soundtrack is used in the movie, because if I'm watching it and it's just like abrasive or it doesn't fit the mood, I could deal with some really poorly shot movies. But if it's poorly shot and it also has like a terrible soundtrack that's not pulling the emotions that it should be pulling, and then it just <laughs> turns me off. And so I think I notice that first whenever something really turns me off about a movie. It's like Ugh, this music is terrible. I can't get into it because I'm so distracted by it. But when okay. it's really good, um, like the beginning of – I mean people use this example all the time, but the beginning of uh, Dark Knight Rises – 
Uh-huh. Um, not Dark Knight Rises. The Dark Knight. Dark Knight um, has that, like... Yeah, that climbing... That just keeps, yeah, playing. Yeah, I can't remember the name for that, but it worked so well yeah. for the intro and in, in setting the mood of tension right off the bat. And so you're immediately engrossed and you're pulled in and you want that tension to continue. Um, and then other movies where the music's just horrible and that's funny. Just pulls had, you right out of it. I think the first thing I notice is the editing and the cinematography because the pacing yeah. is oh, yeah. like <laughs> one of the first things that I notice. And then if the music is bad, yeah, I will yeah. definitely notice that. There was a when you said that, there was a movie that popped into my head immediately because the music the music is so terrible. And I I can't believe that they just left it the way it was. If you ever see the movie Ravenous, yeah. it's got uh, Guy Pierce yeah. and some other guy. Man, that music was just awful i yeah. i was watching this movie and i was like i'm never gonna see this again i can't yeah <laughs> i just can't deal with the music yeah um but yeah the pacing of the movie and with the editing and the cinematography are the first things i noticed because yeah. we were christy and i were trying to or we were watching something on hulu and then it auto played something that we don't watch and it happened to be uh the masked dancers oh i cannot watch tv anymore (laughs) because of how they edit that crap like it's it's like trying to make you feel a certain way and like keep the energy up yeah there's clearly nothing happening on screen and i know there's nothing happening and i know you're trying to trick me right so things like that bother me yeah uh there's a trope in reality tv when it comes to editing and the way they present the story mm-hmm. that yep. really bothers I me always, where yeah, they have the it. guest, they have the contestants narrate what's occurring during the competition. Oh my God. And I can't stand it because in order for them to do that, they essentially, I mean, they record them obviously separately and mm-hmm. they're narrating what's happening to them at that moment. And me, for, for me personally, I don't want to listen to their commentary. I want to see it unfold for myself firsthand right. without input. And there's a few like cooking shows and things like that that do that well, where they don't have their input until the end. And I can appreciate it because then you just get to watch the reality unfold. Yes. But then it doesn't become reality to me anymore when you have somebody <laughs> in the future telling you about what's happening on the screen. And it really just that that editing choice, the, the storytelling choice that does pull me right out of it the Don't same way that in a like, movie. Like when they're right in the reality setting, they're waiting for some kind of revelation with dialogue and they yeah. hold on to their faces and you know that's not how it actually played out. Yeah. But they're trying to get the timing right. So to draw yeah. like to create suspense. That yeah. is that's a trigger for me yeah. <laughs> when I'm watching it's like, stop it. Yeah. Well, I get editing in a film. Yeah. Cause I can deal with the cinematography being very drawn out, very long exposition yep. and stuff. I can deal with that. Like as long as it's something that moves the movie forward. Uh, but I really can't deal with, especially in action movies is the very quick cuts. And that's just an American filmmaking thing with mm-hmm. action. But the quick cuts really bother me. And it's because I know what I'm looking at now. 
Um, but it really bothers the, me. Fight scenes that have 30 cuts in 30 seconds. Early 2000s really, yeah, really leaned into that, especially with the um, handheld camera shake and all that. Yeah. There was a lot of it's that just, going on. Just blows my mind. And so then you're immediately distracted by it and it almost makes it, it's enough to be like, well, I'm not watching this anymore because I don't want to just sit there and watch a thousand yep. cuts for this. It's just boring to me. Uh, yeah. So it's a blessing and a curse to learn about movies because it's very difficult to watch movies without looking at it through that lens. Uh-huh. But it's also a blessing because I feel like you maybe appreciate it that much more when it's done right and it's done to your liking because you're like, oh my gosh, I love how they did that and that's amazing. Right. And or you question, how did they do that? Like, how did they, <laughs> they get that in the camera? And yeah, pretty amazing. So, yeah, well, we've been doing this for 21 episodes, and so that's almost 21 movies, because a couple of these have been two-parters with our guests, but that's still quite a few episodes, and so out of all of these episodes, what do you think you've learned most so far from doing our podcast, Movie Memories? I brought it up before um, about how a movie is memorable and like I think about how often I've seen a movie versus you know some other things like we've talked about cinematography storytelling and all those aspects I have seen I want to say uh Spaceballs a million times and when we did it I could not recall like anything in that movie it was a struggle (laughs) there were other movies I've seen less that I remembered better like yeah I think I've seen Predator less than Spaceballs. And I felt yeah. like I did better on that. Yeah, you definitely did. So I think it says something to I'm not I'm not saying the Spaceballs has poor quality, but I'm saying it has it says something about the quality of the film and your interest yeah. in it and make what makes it memorable. Yeah. Cause that's why I said Spielberg, because most of his movies you could you could say any movie he's done. And if you've seen it, you probably remember more yeah. about it than any other movie you've watched. Yeah, very memorable. <clears throat> and they came at a time where the stories they were telling, some of them were brand new. You know, he changed uh-huh. so much about filmmaking. So they were brand new. So they became a pivotal moment in people's lives, knowing when Jurassic Park came out, right. knowing when they saw Jaws for the first time, like all that kind of stuff. Like they know because those movies are kind of universal, global. It, yeah. for me it's kind of the same thing like what's memorable how does it become a true memory how do these movies really get ingrained in your memory is it an emotional response is it the number of times watched is it how often you laughed and so far we've done comedies we've done action we've done sci-fi we've done a couple dramas like mm-hmm. it seems like it's none of those <laughs> like it's none of them <laughs> and it's all of them because yeah to your point you've seen predator less but for some reason it stuck to your brain more than seeing a movie like Spaceballs more and for some reason you just couldn't draw them yeah. the memory out and i think it's very interesting it keeps it lively each time we challenge each other that it might be one that we're gonna buzz through and it's gonna be really fun trying to play the movie in our head our own minds so that we can recall it and tell the story or 
it's going to be horrible and you can't <laughs> wait to go watch it because you thought you had it in the bag, but really you sucked at recalling and retelling the movie. So now you get to go watch it again with kind of fresh eyes. Those are personally my favorite episodes. Yeah. When, when we, when we do terribly at recalling them. Yeah. I, I they're it. definitely <laughs> a struggle to get through, but they're rewarding when you go get to watch it. Yeah. And the rewarding ones where you might go watch it and you thought it wasn't that good originally, but then you watched it again 10 years later and you're like, you know what? It's pretty good. Yeah. Or you come across a gym. I think I said it in our TMNT episode where I was like, not only was this still good to me, but uh, it was really directed really well. It and was. the cinematography <laughs> was really good. And it's like, that wasn't an expectation going into watching it. I was just hoping that it was still going to be good to me um, beyond my childhood memories. Yeah. yeah. It's a very interesting concept and it's a very fun one. It is. So you have any uh, last thoughts? Uh, listen to our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> tell your friends yeah. tell your family tell everyone um, hopefully you all listen to this episode and you learned something about us that maybe um, you didn't know before and also that's intrigued you to want to continue to watch our or not watch our uh, podcast but listen to our podcast so please do so um, tell your friends tell your family let everyone know come watch <laughs> Come listen to our podcast. Because we talk about movies so <laughs> I know much, we're about watching, watching it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So come listen to our podcast and go rewatch these movies and enjoy that alongside of us and see if you can uh, see if you can take up the challenge as you listen to each episode and recall it right alongside of us. So if you want to reach out to us, please do so. Send us an email at moviememorypodcast@gmail.com. You can also follow us on social media. We're on Instagram and Facebook at Movie Memory Podcast. And uh, I think that's about it. Hi, my name is Michael. Hi, my name is Jeff. And, and together, together, we're Red Beard United. Thank you for visiting our channel and going on this journey with us. Hey, hold up, hold up, hold up. That's that's not the right clip. That's you guys weren't supposed to hear that. Don't just just please ignore this, okay? Just ignore what you just heard, unless you happen to want to go check out Red Beard United on YouTube. But yeah, otherwise, ignore that.